Hey, everybody. John Bedell and John Tisdale here with you for Flyer Feedback and the Bud Light Postgame Show. Coming to you live from our Dayton studios. Obi Toppin had so many dunks today. we got to start playing the highlight cuts right now to fit them all in. Kicks on the baseline. Gustafson missed it. Rebound, Mike Sell. Throw it ahead to Obi. This is showtime. Club boom. Dayton by 5, 33-28 with 3.31 to go in the half. I think Obi took off almost a free throw line on that one. (laughs) Some Dayton fans have compared this Flyers team to the Death Star as they lay waste to the rest of the A-10. Just a single reactor ignition tonight. Dayton a winner, 87-79, an eight-point winner uh, over the Richmond Spiders on the road. Dayton was up 20 at one point with about eight minutes left to go. But uh, as you know, if you pay attention to the landscape of this league, the Richmond Spiders are a team that have the firepower to make these kind of games interesting. And that's exactly why, Tizzy, you and I were talking off the air. And I'll admit, I even texted Larry a few hours ago. I was nervous about this one. Mm -hmm. I thought they might get got tonight, uh, finally. Uh, Now, luckily, they didn't. And uh, Dayton's a winner. They now won nine in a row. Uh, But Richmond's really good, Tiz. They are the surprise team in the league. For my money, I mean, but not just my money. They they've got to be one of the the biggest surprise team in the league this year. They've got one of the conference's best wins in the non conference. They got Wisconsin on a neutral floor uh, back in I believe November mm-hmm. uh, at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And uh, I mean, Wisconsin's a top thirty Ken Palm and Net team, so that's a you know quality win for the Spiders. And you know they run that Princeton offense. It's a unique system. Nobody else in the A ten runs it. They got guys who can dribble, pass, and shoot all over the floor. Uh, and it's a really talented Spider squad. But Tiz, give Dayton credit for going in there and at times wiping the floor with the Spiders, but overall hanging tough and just gutting out a team win. Impressive win. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, John, this is probably it's probably Dayton's this is probably one of their best wins of the season as a whole because I'll tell you, the Robin Center was as loud as I have maybe ever heard that place in a number of years. And you and I have done feedback after games uh from after Dayton has played games at Richmond, and it's been quiet at times. But this place was rocking. They were ready for the number seven team in the country. That was about as loud as I've heard it. Even I know when Larry and Josh were doing the pregame show, you could hear the atmosphere. The atmosphere was as electric as I can remember, just as loud as the slew game was, and that game was about as electric too, but I thought this was louder. Plus, Larry and Josh were, the student section was right there, the band was right there, and it was very, uh, they were really into it tonight, but just, uh, I thought it just whenever Richmond had seen was going to make a run and really take control of the game, which I thought at times in the first half, they were going to do it because uh, they had they had the lead. They, they Especially after the second segment when Dayton had an 18-13 lead, Give Jordy credit for making a couple of free throws, but Nick Sherrod, I thought he had a great game, scoring off the uh, a couple of baskets, and Gilliard making a three. It was 28-24. This was about after the 741 timeout, and then they, Dayton just came right back. Uh, Brian Mikesell with the basket, Crutcher a three, Obi Toppin with the follow-up jam, and then the jam off the fast break, 33-28. That's when Dayton was on a 9-0 run. And then they went on that run right there at the end of the half when it was 33-30 when they scored seven points in a row. That's really that point of the game where Dayton took control, and they never trailed right after that. Richmond made it close, but Dayton just had the answer like they have all year. Yeah, and we're seeing again for the second straight road game. St. Louis last week, 
The Billikens have their first sellout at the at Chaffetz Arena for the first time in 100 games there. The Robin Center, tis, as you mentioned, at times, even after renovation, it can be a ghost town for home games in that place. Yeah, kind of. uh, Not so this year. This is a really, really talented spider squad. Uh, and so it was another, and for only the second time, another hostile environment but because they didn't play a road game in non-conference and because your first two 8-10 road games were in, talk about ghost towns, the two two games two Philadelphia Philly road swing. Yeah. Uh, this was the first two really, really hostile environments that Dayton mm-hmm. Flyers have played in this year, mm-hmm. and they hung tough and gutted it out and lost in the shuffle. Everybody was talking about before the game, oh, this is a quad one opportunity for the Spiders. Well, this is a quad one win for Dayton. This is a top right. 50 team on the road. Mm-hmm. That's a net. Uh, that's a quad one win, so it's a resume builder for Dayton as they continue to sort of stuff the hay in the barn as they look towards March, uh, but another fun win. They tough it out. This has been a series that historically, although recently it has been, but historically it has not been kind to the Flyers. Don't forget, Tiz. I mean, they lost, I think, what was it, like six straight at the Robin Center for many years? They yeah, did. they lost six yeah. straight from 05 to 14. Mm-hmm. They have now won their last three, three. the Dayton right. Flyers have at the That's Robin right. Center. That's right. Um, but we talk about, and the home games being sellouts, the road games being sellouts for places like St. Louis and today in Richmond for Dayton just shows the kind of attention. They're getting everybody's yeah. best shot. But mm-hmm. it's not just, oh, we're going to go get Dayton just to get them, you know, for like a little notch in the belt and some pride. For a team like Richmond Tizzy that's on the bubble as yeah. of today, mm-hmm. they're trying to get Dayton for a resume win. They're trying Absolutely. to build their resume, nab a top five, a top five net wins. You talk about like Uber quad one win. Oh, it doesn't absolutely. get a whole lot more, you this know, would have been huge if they <laughs> top won five game. than that. Top Ooh. 10 team in the country. Uh, this is a blow. This is a big loss to Richmond's uh, tournament berth hopes because this is a big blow, uh, a lost opportunity for them. So I'll give Dayton credit even more so. It wasn't just, oh, this is a good Richmond team and they're getting everybody's best shot in a tough yeah. road environment. Yeah. Richmond's fighting like hell because they're trying to get a resume builder tonight. Absolutely. And they were the next four out in Joe Lenardi's bracketology that was released. And by the way, we'll talk more about this a little bit tonight. Dayton's a number two seed in the... Uh, what a time uh, to be Midwest. alive. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Gosh. Playing in Cleveland. And a then two they get seed. Him. I know. I mean, would you ever consider that? I mean, look, Dayton's no. a number 17 for the first time in over 50 years. My goodness. I just, It's just incredible the way that this season's come. And the, the scary thing is, John, this season's not even close to being done. 18-2 and two on the season, and they have won nine games in a row. Their last loss was an overtime loss to, to Colorado. John, keep this in mind. Dayton has not lost a regulation game all year, both their losses in overtime, and they lost in overtime last Friday against St. Louis, except for Jalen Crutcher's making a three with one-tenth of a second left. My goodness, and Crutcher was solid tonight. And the two roommates, Crutcher and Toppin, combined for 48 points, 24 points each. Ibby Watson comes off the bench, another solid game, 14 points. Jordy Shimunga, I thought he played a very good game, I thought, tonight. Five points, and he really, I thought, silenced the crowd. Making after he airboard that airboard that first three throw, he made three straight free throws after that. So good minutes from Jordy in this game. You talk about the roommates uh, combining for forty eight points between Toppin and Crutcher. I tell you what, Tiz Crutcher for a minute was on triple double watch tonight. I mean, he finished with twenty four, seven assists and eight rebounds. That doesn't happen a whole lot yeah. in the college game. That is a stupid, stupid stat line. Twenty four, seven and eight for Crutcher. 
Too bad he can't play in the A-10. Yeah. Uh, 24 <laughs> for Obi. Obi just missed him. Actually, he did get a double-double. Obi with 24 and 12, 12 boards. Mike Settles in double figures. And we need a GIF. If you're talented at such things, uh, go look at the video David Jablonski tweeted of the one Obi windmill dunk. And there is Ryan Mike's up with an A-plus troll. If you listen to this show, you know I love a good troll-so-hard effort. An A-plus oh, for Ryan Mike's up for basically like charadesing right oh, behind Obi. Bonk great. doing the... Doing the windmill, standing right behind him in the lane. Um, if you can give us that, that would be uh, – we wouldn't have any money. We'd just give you a whole lot of pride and a pat on the back, and we would have many laughs going forward at that one because oh, that was You were tremendous. enjoying every second of that. Uh, <laughs> Ibby Watson again with 14 off the bench. He had some timely buckets. Uh, and, you know, like I said, Tiz, just crutcher, just doing crutcher things. And, you know, 24 points is, is an eye-popping stat, especially when he finishes with 24, 7, and 8. But – Timely bucket after timely bucket for Crutcher. When they needed it, there he was just doing Jalen Clutcher things when they needed it. Oh, absolutely. Just he, He's just been absolutely money, not just this season, but also uh, tonight. Goes 8 of 12 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3, and just whenever it seems this team has needed a big play, they get it from Jalen Crutcher. Look, let's get back to the really – uh, Dayton had a 20-point lead, 64-44 at the under-8 timeout. Richmond then goes on an 18-7 run, 8-0 run. They cut it to 6-71-63 after Golden makes one of two free throws. Jalen Crutcher na- knocks down a three, yep. 74-63. Trey Lander scores to put them up 13, and that really is what helped separate it. They kept the Richmond from really trying to steal this game. And uh, they took care of business again tonight. They sure did. That was a crucial stretch with 2.30 left with Crutcher and uh, Landers teaming up right there. Hey, what does Coach Anthony Grant think about this 87-79 win over Richmond to get to nine straight wins and to, oh, by the way, stay all by themselves atop the A-10 standings? If they would have lost tonight, it would have been in a tie with Richmond. Well, I'm glad you're wondering that because he's about to tell you he's live with Larry Hanskin, courtside at the Robin Center after this break right here, live on the Home of the Flyers. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Larry Hanskin back in Richmond where the Dayton Flyers defeat the Richmond Spiders 87-79 to the court with Coach Anthony Grant brought to you by Pickwell, Schaefer, and Ebling, Dayton law firm for over 100 years. And, And Coach... I mean, all wins are great, but boy, when you can come in here, a very hostile environment, and and play a very good team, and and, and I think Richmond's a really good team yeah. to get this win. That was pretty special. Well, yeah, they, they showed it. They're they're a really good team. They got a lot of fight. Obviously, we, we got up big, and those guys never quit. Uh, Sherrod came out, and he did a great job uh, fighting and willing them back into the game. As did Gilliard. Those guys are really good players. Uh, but our guys persevered. You know, we had to overcome a lot. Uh, foul trouble early. Uh, you know, we were able to, to get a run there in the first half, build it in the second half, and then we had to get another run at the end because those guys, they made some plays. Your defense uh, forced them, I think, to, to work harder than they certainly cared to, and in turn, I thought maybe that impacted their ability to defend you. Could be. I mean, that's a question that they, they would have to answer. You know, our guys did a good job of following the scouting report and trying to take some things away from them. I look at the, the stat sheet, you know, uh, the last eight minutes, they scored 30, I think 30, 35 points. Uh, a lot of it was one-on-one stuff with, with Sherrod and Gilliard, uh, you know, 10 threes in the game. So like I told the guys after the game, we'll look at it, and I think there'll be things that, that we could get better at. You know, we're still a work in progress. Um, I think, you know, we're, we're meeting the challenges that, that come up with every game, you know, and to, to be able to go out and get a win 
uh, on the road in this type of environment is growth for our team. I reminded the guys in the locker room, we've got a few guys remaining on a team that, that did not win a road game in the league just two years ago. You know, so uh, we don't take it for granted. We know how difficult it is to win on the road. And so we've just got to continue to, to make sure that, that we're doing the things we, we need to to continue to progress and continue to, to face these challenges. We know we're going to be in hostile environments a lot the rest of the way. Maybe overlooked by some people, but I know certainly not by you and not by me. Uh, when you had some uh, foul trouble, particularly in the first half, you got bench minutes uh, from, from Jordy, uh, from Jerry, from, from Dwayne. They didn't stuff the stat sheet, yeah. but they contributed. Yeah, I told those guys after the game, really proud of the way they responded. You know, we need that. We're going to need that going forward. And I thought those guys did an excellent job, really proud of the way they responded. And uh, like I said, you know, it, it was a team effort today. I thought we got a lot of great efforts. And uh, a lot of times, as you mentioned, you know, the impact doesn't always show up on a stat sheet. But in terms of what we value and what we talk about, uh, it was really, really big to see those guys be able to do what they did today. But at the very top of that stat sheet, uh, two special guys had two special games for you. Yeah. Obi with 24 and 12, and then Jalen Crutcher, a new career high 24. Yeah, I mean, those guys are, are really, really talented guys and finding their groove. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's really good to see. You know, they've... Uh, Jalen, you know, obviously being a, a third-year guy, you know, I think he's in a really nice groove now. And, you know, Obi's seen a lot of different things come his way in terms of the way teams will elect to defend him and the things that, that he's learning as a basketball player and his maturity. And, and the guys, his te- their teammates, I think, are doing a great job of understanding who those guys are and what they're capable of and how, how we can all flow and how everybody can benefit. So, uh, yeah, I think it was a great team win today, like I said. And, uh, like I said, we'll go back and look at the film. we got another tough one on the road here next week. Uh, we'll, we'll try to learn from this and, and regroup and get ready to, to go at it again. All right, Coach, we'll let you do just that. Appreciate it. All right, and uh, you'll hear more tonight. Uh, t- coming up Monday night, it'll be the Anthony Grant Show, live from Frickers on Woodman Drive from 7 to 8. Again, one more time, on behalf of Josh Pastorino filling in for Bucky, our final tonight in Richmond is Dayton 87, Richmond 79. Now stick around for more of John and John Flyer Feedback. The home of the Flyers, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. The Bud Light Post Game Show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp with Bud Light. Premier Health is proud to be the official health care provider for UD Athletics. Learn more at premierhealth.com slash sportsmed. Vandalia Blacktop and Seal Coating. Make your parking lot look great again. Go to vandaliablacktop.com to see how. Mayberry's Van and Storage. Are you moving? Trust Mayberry's for all your moving and storage needs. Code credit Union celebrating 80 years in 2020 and by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit. The Bud Light postgame show on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO. Dayton's news and talk. University of Dayton basketball is a presentation of 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. The announcers for today's game were chosen in conjunction with the University of Dayton. Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback, presented by Bud Light and live from the WHIO studios. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. Keep it crisp with Bud Light. And by Flyer Spirit, the university-owned student staff destination for Dayton Flyers gear. Hashtag Flyer Spirit.
Call in with your comments or questions, 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Now, here are your hosts, John Bedell and John Tistel. Hilliard blows past him, tried to kick it out, but it's stolen by Dayton. Lob ahead to Obi. This will be showtime. Oh, oh he wound up and threw it down. Oh, you can hear it. 16-32 to go. Dayton again by 10, matching their biggest lead. A little Sports Center highlight there. Oh, man. <laughs> We're sending oh, it to Rome when we need it. You could hear it. As I said in the post game, we got so many OB Doppin dunks. We had to start playing them in the Bud Light post game just to get them all in. That one was my favorite because right after Larry says showtime, you could hear a dunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rim rattling. OB Toppin <laughs> down in Richmond. Dayton a winner tonight. 87-79. They improved to 8 Teen and two overall, seven and zero in eight ten play. Here's the key part tonight: one quad one win for the Dayton mm-hmm. Flyers, another yep. quad one win, and uh, also they stay alone atop the eight ten standings. Because had they lost this game, you only get Richmond once this year. You'd have been in a first place tie with the Richmond Spiders. Now, and the only meeting you have with a really good Richmond squad, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Tizzy, you and I were talking during the commercial break. I don't think this is the last time no. we'll see Chris Mooney I think we'll and see them again before the season's out. Agreed. Um, now, by virtue of this win, you basically have a two-game lead over them because you got the tiebreaker if it comes down to that for seeding later in the year. This is a really, really... Think about how good this Dayton team is. This is easily the second-best team in the A-10, this Richmond Spiders bunch. Mm-hmm. And Tiz, they were smoking them at points. They were up 20. Yep. 20 with eight minutes left. Mm-hmm. Now... Richmond is the kind of team with the shooters they have on the floor, with the system Mooney runs, with the Princeton, Princeton offense. offense. They got yeah. firepower. They can really fill it up. They can, which is why I was nervous coming into this game. Yeah. I thought this. I thought this might be the night. Might be the night they finally would be got on the road. Yeah. That somebody was going to get them, and I thought this Richmond team had the firepower to do it. Uh, and to that effect, within four minutes of game clock, tis that lead was gone. Not gone, but it. Mostly evaporated. Yeah. Richmond closed it. And give them credit, they cut it from 20 to eight. with 7.57 left to 9 at the under 4 with mm-hmm. 3.55 to go. Yeah. Uh, so, and But give Dayton credit because they toughed this one out in the second really hostile environment they faced this year in the Robin Center. This is really only their second really true. I know they've played on the road before in mm-hmm. the 8-10, but they didn't play a single road game no. in the non-conference, and that's fine. Just saying, that's a fact. And then, really, this is only the second time they faced a really hostile, true road environment in the league play. The last one was obviously at St. Louis a little uh, last week. But uh, tough team win, Tiz, an impressive Jalen Crutcher leading the way, along with his roommate Obi Toppin. But Crutcher with a new career high, 24 points, almost with a double-double, a triple-double. He was on triple-double watch. He was. Obi did have a double-double. Jalen Crutcher was on triple-double watch, which is insane for the college level. You wonder if those two, Toppin and Crutcher, are going to be A-10 co-players of the week, possibly. Because Crutcher was A-10 player of the week last week, or this past week. Reigning A-10 player. Reigning A-10 player of the week, right. And you wonder if it will be Crutcher and Toppin, judging by what the rest of everyone has done. And another thing you pointed out is Dayton is a lone sole possession of first place. Rhode Island at 6-1 and one, quietly. They're coming back, winners, winners of six in a row after they had a couple of tough losses to start conference play. Richmond, of course, and Duquesne falling. We'll get to that a little bit later on. The thing that really impressed me about this one, because this was, as you said, the second toughest environment they played in on the road. And then they just, Dayton again seemed to take control because I thought Richmond had control of this game 
when they were up 28-24 after a couple threes by Gilliard, and you said it before, they got some really good shooters. And then I thought the run right there at the end of the half, when Dayton is down 28-24, they outscore Richmond 16-4 to to yep. end the first half. Yep. That right there is where Dayton won this basketball game, and that was the difference in the game because the two teams, it was 40-32 at the half. The two teams played even, John, for the second half, and Dayton was in control really for much of the second half up until really the last seven minutes because, as Coach Grant alluded to, uh, they could they did a lot of got a lot of their scoring from one on one from Gilliard and Sherrod, who Sherrod I thought played extremely well, and that's how they got back in the game, especially with that three point shot with that Princeton offense because they can come back at you in so many ways. You and I oh, were yeah. talking about just over the years we've seen this Richmond team do that with Aunt Kevin Anderson, Dan Jarog, Justin Harper, and those guys David Gonzalez that we saw uh, last decade, and they got some guys who can do that here in this decade, and again. Uh, Richmond needed this game. They were the last oh, they next. Needed they they needed this yeah. win, and they've had some. They've had a good season, but they needed another quad one win, and they didn't get that tonight. Yeah, as you mentioned in the post game, and you're about to say sorry before I cut you off, Tizzy. I apologize. Um, th- at least in Lenardi, actually in Jerry Palm's bracket, uh, they are. Let me look this up because I got it right here. In Lenardi's bracket, Richmond is in the next four out grouping, but Jerry Palm has the Spiders in the first four. Yeah, along with VCU. At any rate, they're on the bubble, either they way are. you look at yeah, it. They Whether they're on the right or wrong side of right. it, depending on whose bracket you're looking at, mm-hmm. Richmond's around the bubble right now, and they needed this one tonight to try to get on the right side of the bubble yeah. on more brackets in, right. in the eyes of the committee. Um, and even without their top score, yes, Blake Francis is out four to six weeks with that a broken sternum, and that undoubtedly hurt the Spiders. But even without Blake Francis, a guy who averages 17.6 a game, they are still loaded and got a ton of high-octane guys on that offense. Gilliard, Golden, Sherrod, all average double figures. They all produce tonight. I mean, that's a really good Richmond team. And the only reason, the, the, one of the reasons I was worried about tonight coming into it was because Richmond is one of the few teams, if not maybe the only team in this league, that has, well, Rody. It's one of a few teams in the A-10 that has the firepower offensively to one withstand Dayton runs because you blink and they'll bury you right. in an avalanche that's what Dayton tonight. team. But they have the offense to keep up with Dayton. They right. can pace with the Flyers. They mm-hmm. can really shoot. They can really fill it up when they have to, but give Dayton credit for hanging tough and coming out with this 87-79 win. Uh, you can call us up at 457-1290. That's the number. You can tweet us. You can jump in our mentions at jbedlwhio, at John Tisdale. And we may, we, we may read your tweet on the air. Easy enough for me to say. Uh, this is your show, Flyer fans. We're here until 9 o'clock tonight talking about this Dayton win as they improve to 18-2 and and 7-0 and in 8-10 play. Another undefeated week. We'll see how high they yep. squeak up in the polls. We will see. Come noon on Monday, Tiz. And they got another tough test Monday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday at Duquesne. Uh, that's another tough one. Uh, and it's they had the be, clunker of the night tonight. Well, they did. Well, they did. And uh, <laughs> the did, yeah. Did. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 73 yeah. 64 Duquesne, a loser to UMass. Uh, so they'll be ready loss. to get off up, that's get bad. off up the. Geez, sh- I can't Schneid. even speak tonight. Get off the Schneid Wednesday uh, for a home game. Well, they're not playing at the Palumbo Center because it's getting no, renovated. No, because that's getting renovated. But. It'll be a tough trip for Dayton. Hey, 937 457 1290. Tim is in Sydney. He wants to talk about the Trey Landers foul. And, Tim, I'm sure I'm going to lead into what you want to say here. I'm going to put fouls in big quotation marks yeah. here, right? Oy. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, great Dayton win, but I think it would have been a 20-point win. But that foul that they called on Landers at half court, 
totally changed momentum with about seven minutes left. You know, you talked about the big Richmond run, but that kind of fueled that run. And I thought that was a horrible call when they showed the replay. I mean, Landers was just protecting himself. He had his hands where he should have them, his arms where he should have them. And, you know, I think he got the call against him just because he's such a physical guy. And that guy went down hard. But that's a difference in the game between a 20-point game and and I think the closeness of the game the way that it was. Yeah, Yeah, Tim, Tim, at that point, yeah, you're right. And, Tim, at that point, Dayton was leading 71-57. Then Landers gets hit with the screen. It hits him with the screen, which – I didn't have a problem with Grant gets hit with the technical. Right. Gilliard hits the two free throws, and Wojcik hits a three, and then all of a sudden you're back. You're back to being in a one possession ball game. Exactly, and I, like I said, I, I think the only, the only reason we got called for that is Trey's such a physical guy, and you know that's like running into a piece of concrete, you know. And uh, uh, but 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 that did that changed the changed the complexion of the game. And thank goodness, you know, we withstood that run. Yeah, absolutely. And we thank you for the call here, Tim and Sydney checking in on thank flyer you. feedback. And that was my take exactly. Was it a rough collision? Sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's not Trey that's Landers' not fault. That's a clean ball screen. That is sure that's was. a pick. That's not that wasn't a foul. It's hard collision, sure, but not a foul. No, not at all. But luckily, Dayton withstood. Uh, you know, some folks were frustrated at Anthony Grant for. He was, I think, rightfully heated. But I can see where people are like, uh, "You gotta." That's not the time for a T. You right. gotta maybe, yeah. you know. But but who knows? You know, it's it's water under the bridge at this point. They're eighty seven seventy nine winners, and they're in sole possession of first place in the eight. And let's be fair. Also, Chris Mooney got called for a technical as well. So the the officiating, I don't think it was not exactly best on both sides tonight. But I thought Richmond got the majority of the calls early in the game because majority yeah. Shimonga I thought got shoved and it was not called. So they were. I don't think it was their best night. And here's the thing. I mean, the way this Dayton team is playing, um, Tiz, they might only lose, what, two two games in A-10 play? Maybe three? I mean, as you look at the schedule, and I'll pull it up right here. I mean, you got, off the top of my head, you've got two games left where they are really, really going to be tested. At VCU Mm -hmm. on February 18th, and at Rhodey when they go to Kingston on March 4th. Other than that, Tiz, I mean, where else do you see them stubbing their toe? I mean, Duquesne's a well-coached team on Wednesday, but I don't – say what you will about the Dukes. They haven't played anybody, all right? Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm mm-hmm. not as high on Duquesne as some other Dayton fans are. I, I don't I don't get the watch out for Duquesne train. I just right. don't. Right. Now, tough Wednesday because it's a road environment. Is Dan brought a good coach? He sure. Is. He is. But that's not a Dukes team that scares me a whole yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, but – a road test, and we always talk about it's really hard to win on the road in conference play. So you got to go to Duquesne Wednesday, uh, and Fordham at home. Not gonna have any problem with that. St. Well, you know what? I take that back. The only home game where they're really gonna get tested is St. Louis because of the style of ball they play. Mm-hmm. They're gonna slow it down. They're gonna muck it up offensively yeah. because they can't shoot worth a darn, and they're gonna just huck a bunch of shots up, and then they go to the boards and they beat the hell out of you in the post, yep. and they slow it down to a snail's pace. And Hassan French is going to do his thing in the post. Mm-hmm. And they're going to miss free throws, and they're going to crash the glasses. You <laughs> said Rhode Island, I think, is going to be tough, I swear to God. St. <laughs> Louis's offense is just – it, it physically hurts me to watch St. Louis play <laughs> on the offensive end of the floor. It is atrocious. It's really bad. Uh, but there will be a test. But, I mean, really, the way they're playing right now, Tizzy, I, I don't see them losing two, three times more max – and as far as the regular season slate goes in the A-10. Yeah. And we'll, we'll it's a fun see. team to watch. Yeah, we'll see. 
Uh, and, and, and a lot of people were questioning. I looked this up on the internet. You and I were talking about this. When Richmond was called for a they were out of timeouts, and they were called for a technical foul. Now, I looked this up on the rules uh, on the internet. Now, according to it for a timeout, this is according to the NCAA in the men's and the, well, do the men's game. An excessive is a technical foul. That means two shots and point of interruption. So that means Dayton got to two free throws, and the point of interruption, it was Richmond ball. So that's why they didn't, Dayton did not get the ball. Now, the years passed, and the one we go to, and everyone refers to this, the Chris Weber timeout from 93. Yes. In years past, back then in 93, Michigan not only was called for the technical, North Carolina makes the free throws, then they got the ball, and that was the game. Now, that was not the case tonight, and I don't think it's been the case that way for a while. So that's why Richmond was able to keep possession of the basketball at that yeah. at tonight. And I think that would have been the case if that was at the arena or anything else. But that's that's why Dayton did not get the basketball because they didn't have control and it wasn't a jump ball, too. Correct. Yeah, there was some question about why did Dayton not get right. to keep the ball after making it. Right, the... that's right. So there you go. Our stats department, Tizzy, <laughs> looking it I up. I looked it up. Uh, because somebody on Twitter, let me shout them out real quick. Yeah, absolutely. my mentions. We want to shout out. Uh, uh, Dan. Dan on Twitter wanted to know. Dan, there you go. We deliver here on Flyer Feedback. We try. Dayton winner, 87-79. It's John Bedell, John Tisdale, and you here for Flyer Feedback. We'll pick up our friend from the Dayton Daily News, David Jablonski, on the hotline. It's so hot with David on the hotline on the other side of this break, right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Call with your questions and comments now at 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's news and talk. Wojcik open for three. No. Rebound controlled by Dayton. Flyers with numbers on the break. Crutcher gets in the middle, shovels it out to Obi. Obi, the trailer, goes down the lane, missed it, but followed up his own miss with a jam. Dayton by three, 31-28. I think he might have intentionally missed that one. He knew it was coming. Obi talking to the fans a little bit. Yeah, he was, because they were chirping at him before the game. Oh, they sure were. Now you know, Robin Center. Now you know. Mm -hmm. There ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. Mm -hmm. Man, alive. That reminded me of a play, uh, as as I tweeted, you might not be able to do it quite like Obi Toppin, kids, but always follow your own shot. Reminded me of the play he had in the Colorado game where Larry said, there's only one person in this building who can make that play. When Obi Toppin misses a shot, gets his own board, and slams it home. Yeah, the kid absolutely. is absolutely special. And the Dayton Flyers went on the road tonight, grabbed a quad one win in Richmond, 87-79. Dayton a winner over the Richmond Spiders. They get to 18-2 overall, 6-1. Uh, in A-10 play, and with the road win, Tizzy, of course, they maintain sole possession of first place in the A-10. Can you dig it? And the red clad cla- crowd goes wild for the yes, quad one loud. win. For the sole possession of first place, all these things, we love it all. Mm-hmm. You know who we also love? Our friend and colleague from the Dayton Daily News, David Jablonski. <laughs> Jabba, welcome to Flyer Feedback. Hey, John, how you doing? Pretty good after that win. Uh, Jabo, I was pretty nervous before this one. I, I thought that they might they might finally stub their toe. They might get got uh, tonight because Richmond has the kind of firepower to keep up with them. They showed that at points tonight, uh, but it wasn't quite enough. And, and Dayton toughs out this win, Jabo, 87-79. What you make of Dayton staving off uh, that Richmond run late to cut that uh, deficit to nine after it was as much as 20? 
Well, I think the story of the game was Obi Toppin responding to the, the jeering from the Richmond baseball players in the student section. It was starting way before the game. Uh, they were standing there all shirtless, um, chanting Obi sucks as soon as he got on the court. Uh, they were chanting overrated at him. He, at one point, he uh, had his phone out and was recording them chanting that at him. He said he was going to share it, and then he, he backed off and said he probably wasn't going to share it on Instagram. I don't know what he'll end up doing, but it – did not work. It backfired, to say the least. It was a lot like what happened with Dayton fans of McKinley Wright in uh, Phoenix. Toppin uh, just dominated this game, and Crutcher somehow ended up matching him with 24 points. So those two guys are just playing at a different level, and they're getting plenty of help from uh, their teammates. And this team has uh, reached uh, rare territory. I mean, everybody else is uh, stumbling in college basketball, not the Dayton Flyers right now. Yeah, Jabo, the way they're playing, I mean, let me know what you think, but at, at the risk of eating these words later, Dave, I don't see them losing many more than two or three times max between now and the A-10 tournament starting. Yeah, I mean, the talk is going to continue about whether they can run the table. It's just really hard to imagine them uh, going 18-0 and in the league. That's never been done, not since the, the league went to 18 games. There's just so many uh, tough tests out there, and it's just hard to bring it every night. And they are bringing it every night right now. I don't think they're going to lose at Duquesne the way Duquesne was looking today. But even that one, uh, you got to got to be wary because uh, – um, it can, things can change fast, as we've seen with Ohio State, North Carolina, Butler losing three straight. I mean, lots of teams have run into the obstacles, and, and Dayton is yeah. just rolling. And, you know, for, except for that St. Louis game, they're pretty much beating everybody by double digits. This one would have been double digits except for our last second three. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you put that evil on us, David Jablonski, talking about these teams stubbing their toe. <laughs> no, I, and for the record, I mean, I don't, they're certainly not going to run the table. I don't see them going 18 and 0, but I mean, with the way they're playing right now, I mean, I think they're fully headed towards 15 and 3 at the worst. But, you know, good news here tonight, Dave Staven off the Spider Squad. They're, they're all alone uh, atop the A 10 standings. They would have been in a tie with Richmond. And now, essentially, you got a two game lead over the Spiders if it comes down to that in terms of a tiebreaker for for seeding. Uh, and that's the other thing, Dave, they're getting everybody's best shot because particularly these bubble teams like Richmond and VCU, to name a couple, they're trying to get Dayton for their own resume wins. So you're really getting everybody's best shot certain nights. Right. Richmond really needed this one tonight if they were going to get their name in the at-large pitcher. Uh, knock it off a number seven team. Obviously, that would have been the best win by any 8 10 team this year. Uh, uh, by any metric, uh, Dayton is... How about this, David? It would have, for our VCU friends out there, it would have given an A-10 team a win against an actual ranked team because that's how this works. Oh, they may have raised, they might raise a banner. <laughs> they might raise a banner for that, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, hey, Jabo, we got to go. I got music on my ear, so we thank you for the time, as always, here on Flyer Feedback. David Jablonski checking in on the hotline. One more time, Dayton winner, 87-79 over Richmond. Our next game is Wednesday night on the road at Duquesne. The Dukes lost tonight, so they'll be ready to go. You can bet when the uh, number seven and potentially higher Mm. than that Dayton Flyers team comes calling Wednesday night. So we will see you on the radio Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, for the expanded Bud Light pregame show. Larry has the tip uh, from Pittsburgh at 7. So we will see you on the radio Wednesday night, Flyer fans. Until then, I'm John Tisdell. And I'm John Bedell saying thanks for listening, everybody, and go Go Flyers. Flyers. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, WHIO AM Dayton, WHIO FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.